0: I was on the phone every day, mm. spending a thousand dollars a month on the telephone. Oh my god. And so everybody, all my friends and family was like, Yo, you got ten years, you got a ten year prison bid. Like, you gotta make this money stretch out, you know, we working people. So I had to come to grips with reality, like, hey, since I slipped and I messed up my life and was out there hustling and had, you know, a nice amount of money on a daily basis. You know, my family and friends, they square, you know, they don't know nothing about what I was doing. So they're sending me their hard earned money. So I had to take that in consideration. Also deal with the fact of every day, I wanted to call my kids.
1: doing out there this is shot day at Danina with meet the shoe and we just it's 2020 so we're just gonna get y'all switch all some knowledge and let y'all know what's going on and what's happening in our lives and our little testimonies and stuff so Danina, what's up now this here topic will be on a 90 days in your first 90 days in prison know i was like still in a mental shock of like i can't believe this is happening i mean my body was there but my mind wasn't what was you what was your emotions what you was going through in those 90 days you know of being in prison
0: well i had to start to, first of all i had to start adjusting to that phone system mm. i hated it you know me being federal i got shipped from minneapolis to oklahoma from oklahoma to fort worth texas when i got there um they put you in a dorm you know after you go through intake you go to the dorm okay so my first 90 days i was on the phone every day spending a thousand dollars a month on the telephone And until everybody, all my friends and family was like, yo, you got 10 years, you got a 10 year prison bed. Like you gotta make this money stretch out, you know, we working people. So I had to come to grips with reality, like, hey, since I slipped and I messed up my life and was out there hustling and had, you know, a nice amount of money on a daily basis, you know, my family and friends, they square. You know, they don't know nothing about yeah. what I was doing. So they're sending me their hard-earned money. So I had to take that in consideration. Also deal with the fact of every day I wanted to call my kids, talk to my kids. I couldn't see, touch, or feel them, you know, so I wanted to talk to them every day. So, yeah, that was my first 90 days was probably the hardest time on top of that, I was letting go of a relationship with my baby's dad. So I had to detach myself from that. So I would do stuff like listen to a lot of rap music, work out all the time, uh, you know, stay on the phone, crochet, knit. Oh, yeah. I first started learning how to do that when um, I was in a county jail. My Actually, my first... 90 days was in the county jail. I went to the prison a year later, so okay. that's a correction on that. Right. My first 90 days in the county, I was in Minnesota, so I still would stay on the phone all the time. I would like my visits, um, my mom and my kids and my friends, everybody would come up and visit me. Every time there was a visit, I got a visit. So. My first 90 days wasn't as rough as it was for my first 90 days when I got to prison. My first 90 days of being incarcerated was okay because I was still in the state of Minnesota and I was close by. So, my, But my first 90 days of prison was hell. So you got visits? You wanted visits at the time? When I would first got to the mm-hmm. River, Texas? Yeah. No. I wasn't worried about a visit then because I knew it was going to be costly and I was trying to take things into consideration. Like I said, when I got there and I spent that $30, excuse me, I spent the $1,000 on my first 30 days of being incarcerated down there. Yeah. My family had to check me. And so by the time it came 90 days, I had come to a routine of, I called twice a week, unless it was an emergency
1: now tell me this did you guys have like a they segregate you when you first got in so you couldn't be in general pop population they immediately immediately going
0: they immediately threw me in the population honey they don't give you a handbook they don't have nobody holding your hand nothing you just out there lost and the best thing for you is to be quiet and observe right that's the best way you your prison time or do a bid in a county jail or just do your if you have any type of uh, incarceration that you have to do whether it's work release or whatever the best thing to do is to speak less especially about your current situation your crime that you are in there for because i've seen people do the dirtiest things to yeah. people and they come in there with uh maybe a year, 10 years, 5 years, whatever and then I've seen some some people not even get out. Catch a whole new case. Yeah. So a lot can happen in those first 90 days. So mm-hmm. that's your training period. I like they give you 90 day training period yeah. on a job. That's exactly what it is when you're incarcerated. So uh,
1: for us as women, we go through a lot of different emotions and stuff. And- did you feel any regret? Did you feel like you was the victim? I mean it it, it just be so much. What was your main
0: emotion, feeling that you was having at that time? Oh my goodness. I couldn't adapt to being that far away. The farthest I've been at that time, well I used to go out of town a lot because I had the money to and then I was trafficking drugs so I've been in and out of town but being out of town and couldn't go back forced exactly forced to be in Texas and couldn't come back home and do what I want. I had to really check my attitude because I was having mood swings. It was really, really, and you can't have mood swings about around a bunch of other women that has the same situation and it could be worse and they'll be looking at you. What you looking at me like that for? What you got an attitude for? You only got such and such. Like oh, yeah. a person's only time. Get, yeah. A person's time is always a factor. Always thrown up. It's either praise or disgrace. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a girl come in with six months. One time, she's just crying, 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 crying. Everybody got up from the table and moved away from her. Wow. And she looked up like and cried even more when she looked up and there was nobody around because everybody was looking at her like, you're sitting here crying. You got lifers. Right. You got people with 10 years like me. You got people with five years. You got people with two years. But everybody's mm-hmm. looking at her like, you are you dummy. You got six months. You should be happy. But hey, one day, one day you know, one day can do damage. Can yes. It? One day. One day can do damage to a mm-hmm. person. So, Yeah. that was the hardest was not being able to deal with family not being able to see everybody and then like I said releasing from a relationship that was a mental thing that I had to be you know let go because I was young you know I was wild I was out there right? always had my own money did what I wanted to do and to come in and have some structure and especially the structure that you don't want yeah. That first 90 days broke me down. I, I would go in my room and just cry. Yeah. And then I don't want nobody to see me crying. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing, too. Building myself up to be tough and strong. Yeah. That was that was, that was a real big... Because you don't have nobody teaching you and telling you. You just have to learn it. Right. You just have to observe it. So, yeah. Cool. How was your first 90 days? I mean... By you being in the state, it was it was a little
1: different. Um, when we go to the uh, women's facility, facility here in, in Minnesota, they have an intake process. Okay. So we all go to a class every morning at what seven eight o'clock in the morning, and they go through the shaka p handbook. Wow. You can't do this. You gotta do that. You <laughs> Touch this person, you can't do this. You can't even hug anybody. If you're some, you're crying, they can't even touch you. Uh, you can't even go to the bathroom and the gym without asking. Everything you did, you had to ask for permission. Whoa! Everything. So you
0: wait, um, hold on. So you didn't have a bathroom in your room? Or in, in my room, unit? I did in the okay. unit, but we couldn't go
1: into the. You know, the wings had a bathroom as well, so you couldn't go in there without letting them know that you was going in there. You know okay. what I'm saying? But uh, it, it was just uh, a lot of. We had to. It was just like class for a week or two, okay. learning the system of that prison, okay. uh, LOPs, and learning about DLOPs, and you, if you don't sign in and out the book properly, and you go to another you no know, building and don't sign in and out, you get a LOP. So that means you had to. It's a loss of privilege. You have to stay in your room all day.
0: Wow. And you come out
1: for one hour to fix your food, so take your lunch, So, give uh, bath me. The, tell
0: us how you get a LOP outside of not asking to use the restroom or. You oh, know.
1: you can get LOP from. I know this guy. Oh my God, the sergeant, Officer Rick. Okay. If your nails was longer than the your bed of uh, your fingertip, he would give you an LOP.
0: What do you mean longer than a? Fit? You what?
1: you had to have booty diggers. <laughs> if you didn't have a booty digger, he gave you LOPs.
0: Okay. Oh, explain, I could that man. And explain to the viewers what a booty digger is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like barely any nail. The white part that grows, you don't you you got to cut that off. You got it's really it has to be very short because they said it because you could scratch somebody. You might make snakes scratch the guards or anything could happen you know what I'm saying that's
0: a weapon oh so your fingernails are a Can weapon, a weapon okay. okay
1: okay okay <laughs> oh i used to hold, when my nails would grow out cuz you know you you're a woman you're you want your woman. nails to grow out and look cute you know right. what i'm saying especially right. on a visit you know right. and you i'm holding my hands right in my pocket when i go past him <laughs> right right <laughs> so uh, it was it was just really that first 90 days it just it it took me through because i was angry
0: Okay. I mean, did upset you at the world. Out? Did you feel singled out?
1: Oh, yeah. I felt like I was singled out. I wasn't done fairly cuz I went all the way to trial. So okay. I, I felt like I wasn't done fairly I did too. um I did a trial it, too. it it just I was just mad at the world. I didn't even want to see my kids. I didn't want to see my family. I didn't want nobody to come visit me cuz that's how upset I was.
0: Oh wow. And how old were they? Um I had a
1: 13-year-old. Uh-huh. The three and two-year-old when I left. Whoa.
0: Yeah. And so with the with the babies, how did they did they did anyone ever bring your kids up to the I prison? I
1: finally to got to see them okay. a year after being in prison.
0: Okay. Yep. Me too.
1: A year after being in prison because they were living in <coughs> another state. Mm-hmm. So, with the grandparents.
0: Okay. And when they first saw you, when they first laid their eyes on you. What how did they act? They were so
1: happy. They were so happy to see me. They hugged and kissed me. Didn't want to let me go. Okay. And you know, then they could sit on my lap and, and visit and, and talk to me and stuff okay. like that and we play, play games and but when that visit ended,
0: okay.
1: It just rocked my world because that right. was my first one and so I you know, I can walk them to the door. Uh huh. They opened the door, it's like, Come on mom, you can come with us.
0: Right. Watch that hurt me so watch them. Yes, bad. yes, yes. Oh my god, it brought back memories, didn't it, Shade? Yes. That
1: hurt me so bad.
0: Right. <laughs> now so what do you what do you as emotional as it is for us to even bring those memories back up? What would you suggest that a younger person or just a person? That's our age. That's of age. Yeah. That's facing prison time. This is to inspire you to stay out of trouble. Right. Just to stay out of trouble and I mean You never know who I mean just think, Shade. Her mother in law is the one who had her kids and her kids were in another state. She didn't see her kids for a whole year. Right. That's a lot. So with those first 90 days, you had to adjust to not seeing you had one child here in Minnesota. Right. And another, and your other two were in Chicago. A, in Chicago. So you had to go according to how someone else is raising your children. Exactly. And you couldn't be the mother. How did you adapt to not being able to be the mother that you are to them? in those first 90 days because right now Mm -hmm. all those emotions are so high right now just you know thinking about just the facts of and and that was 10 years ago
1: right yeah it just it never goes away never i mean the stuff you've been through all the hurt and the pain it it comes up you you may overcome it a little bit but it's still there because I'm thinking maybe you want to still feel that pain, so mm-hmm. you won't return back to that.
0: Right, right. But, yeah. Um, and does the kids ever ask you, Mommy, I remember this time, or Mommy, I remember that time, when do they still bring up when you were locked up?
1: Sometime they do. Okay. Sometime they do. So oh, you missed this and that. And, you know, I, I've heard. And that'll be in another segment because we're going to try and bring them in on this uh, talk. Right. But, um, yeah, the 90 days. Mm.
0: That was a hard... Yeah,
1: and then I, I'm i separated from my husband because he was doing... Both of us went to prison, too. hmm the same time so
0: he was in when you your first 90 days he was locked up too? the first 90 days he was going to
1: trial i went to trial let's see april th- well february april 13th i was shipped away
0: okay
1: um he didn't go to trial till june
0: okay or so
1: and after that that's when he got incarcerated so he was el- el- out at least two months
0: okay so while you were in for uh-huh. the first night okay uh-huh. and so when you were incarcerated and he was incarcerated, who got out first? He got out first. Okay. Yeah. He so had a
1: lesser sentence because I already had felony points stacked up against him.
0: Okay. And tell the viewers what that means when you already had things stacked against you. Well, I had,
1: uh, in my teenage, well, 19, 20, 21-year-old, I had felony p- points already. Okay. Prior convictions of the same crime so I had like three felony points okay he had zero
0: okay
1: so depending on the crime and the charge and the the severity of the level they go by your time and add on points and stuff so I was serving 158 months which was nine years I was supposed to stay in the state prison okay he got
0: 86 months this was
1: his very first
0: crime ever committed in his life oh wow so he got less time because he was a first-time offender.
1: Yes, which a first-time offender, he should have been out
0: on probation. Right, but by him being a they young just,
1: black male, right, you, you know how that goes. Yeah,
0: they gave him more time versus someone white, Caucasian.
1: That would have got the same, the same charge and severity. Would have got probation and probably
0: treatment. Okay. So that was an adjustment within itself because you were in there doing time, and you're thinking that he's going to trial, he could get off or at least yes. not get at none of the time that Ex- you got. Exactly.
1: So okay. I mean, I couldn't I could barely sleep in the place because I'm not used to being I'm in a different environment. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm not in my own bed, mm-hmm. and. I'm sleeping in a room with another stranger. It was, it was, it was bad. So
0: when did, how fast did you change roommates? Like, um, did you get to pick your roommates? Or did I you changed
1: get- roommates like three weeks later. Cause intake was over with. Okay. Orientation intake. So they move you to, other units, or you could request to move to the parenting unit, which I requested to move to the parenting unit because they had a parenting program where your children could spend the weekend with you in in the prison.
0: Okay, did you get to take advantage of that opportunity? Yes, I did. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And That was like a year or so later, a year and a half later. Okay. Okay.
0: So, with us ending our segment, what is it that you would say that helped you what helped you in those 90 days to stay sane and to, you know, form you into doing this bid? you had a big long bid ahead of you, you know, you had years to come yes. that you had to cover. So what made you, what, what, uh, work ethic did you get into what hobby, what craft, you know, what did you what? do to keep yourself busy so you would stay on the right track and not lose any good time or right. catch what, a new charge?
1: I, I think what saved me
0: um,
1: is I, I was working as a baker, so we did a lot of work in, in, in food service. And I think going to church, I know going to church often, Bible mm. studies and stuff like that. And okay. Different, different religious groups I was going to just to stay out the room.
0: Okay. kind of kept me... It, it kept me sane. So, when you wake up in the morning, you have to do the movement of the prison or you have a choice of what you can do on a daily basis in those 90 days? You have to go straight to work or do you get to go to rec or... Go straight to work.
1: Uh, work hours were 6 to 2. Okay. And movement, you have, you know, it was on an every half an hour basis. So. Okay.
0: And describe to them what Movement
1: means. Movement means whatever hour. If you have to work at six a.m., they have a movement five minutes to six okay. or so, and so you have five minutes. Five to minutes get to get to, to your, your place. place where point. Suppo- yeah. Right. Where you supposed where you're supposed to, supposed to be. If you're not, you get an unauthorized area.
0: Okay. Charged
1: with that, and that's a charge, a
0: discipline charge. Okay. Where, yeah. See, ours was federal. And we could move anytime between 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and 4 p.m. By 4 p.m., you better be back in your unit in your place. You will get counted at 4 o'clock. Count everyone, every man, every woman in this united states wow. is standing up and in puerto rico is standing up every single day at 4 p.m they're standing up wow. so the government can know that they are an able body they have to be standing and you can move in between that time if you're in an fci facility or a camp status facility those were the two places that i was in and you can move as long as you're, you're going to work, you're going to the doctor, you're going to the rec. Anytime, as long as you're in your right place and you're not caught, they come and do a check and ask your name and you're in the right place, you're fine. Right. You can move accordingly. So that was a little bit more freedom. I was a little more lucky. I never been in maximum. I was in, like Media. I said, the FCI in a in a in a medium low and then i went later into the camp